This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 2nd of June. In your Squiz today, Ben Robert Smith loses his defamation case. The US takes a step back from the debt cliff BHP caught short on pay, and Samantha returns to the city. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, yesterday, Ben Robert Smith, the decorated SAS soldier, lost his defamation trial with Judge Anthony Basanko finding that he murdered Afghan civilians and bullied colleagues while deployed in Afghanistan. This has been such a dark and drawn-out story, so why don't we go back to the start? Yeah, so back in 2018, three newspapers, The Age, The Sydney Morning Herald and The Canberra Times, they published allegations against Ben Robert Smith. He then sued those papers for damaging his reputation. And what followed has been a huge trial. There were 110 days of evidence from 41 witnesses and then the judge considered his decision for a year. Mm. But yesterday, Judge Basanko delivered his verdict and said that the evidence showed that Robert Smith had committed murder and had directed soldiers under his command to shoot Afghan civilians. He said that he broke the moral and legal rules of military engagement. Now, this decision is a huge deal in the journalism world and the defence world as well. And we've been hearing reactions from the journalists who brought these stories to light namely Nick McKenzie and Chris Masters. It's a huge victory for those two journalists. Uh, They called the decision justice, and that's a claim that was echoed by the publisher of the newspapers, James Chessel. He said the ruling was a critical step towards justice for the families of the murder victims. And he also said that it was a huge day for public interest journalism in Australia. Of course, the media outlets across the board do criticise our defamation laws. They say that they make it too difficult to publish public interest stories and big investigations like this one. Mm. And we should say, Claire, that defamation is a civil action and no criminal charges have been brought against Ben Robert Smith. And a spokesperson from the Australian Special Air Service Association said the case has no bearing on whether anyone is guilty or not guilty of a war crime. Ben Robert Smith's lawyers also said that they'll take a look at any points of appeal, which they would have to do in the next month and a half. Claire, we've also been following the debt ceiling standoff in the US, and we said earlier this week that there was no guarantee that the deal between President Biden and the Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, would actually pass the House. Well, I bet those two men are very relieved now that the bill has passed. It passed yesterday through the US House of Representatives. Squizzes, just to let you in on a secret, Alex is completely obsessed by this story. So (laughs) (laughs) it's no wonder it's right up the list this morning. Mm. Uh, In the end, the bill passed with a bipartisan effort. The Democrats and Republicans in the lower house largely voted together to pass that bill. Uh, As we expected, there were progressive Democrats who voted against the bill, as well as a large group of about 
70 really hardline Republicans. They're, uh, of course, Trump supporters. And that means that we're now watching out for a couple of things. Uh, Most importantly, the law still needs to pass the Senate before the deal can go up to President Joe Biden for signature. Uh, And secondly, some of those hardline Republicans have raised the idea of pushing a spill against their leader, Kevin McCarthy, who's the Speaker of the House of Reps and the most senior Republican in the Congress. So that's one, Alex, I know you will have your eyes well and truly on. If any drama evolves, we will be sure to tell you about it. And On that Senate vote, Claire, that Senate process should be underway today, and they have until the 5th of June, which is this coming Monday, to pass the bill into law if they want to avoid the deadline of that US debt default. Anthony Albanese is overseas this weekend on a four-day trip around Southeast Asia. Yeah, so lots of talk about defence, trade, investment. They're usually things that our national leader goes overseas to press with other national leaders. And, of course, he's talking to some of the region's biggest economies in uh, Singapore and Vietnam. Uh, First up at Singapore, he's meeting with their Prime Minister and there's a focus on implementing something called the Singapore-Australia Green Economy economy agreement. It's a trade deal that aims to drive growth and also reduce emissions at the same time. Uh, And then in the evening, Albanese is giving a keynote address at the Shangri-La Dialogue. It's an important one because it's one of the region's very key defence summits. And over Saturday and Sunday, he'll be in Vietnam to chat trade, education and business ties. And there's also a symbolic component to that trip. This year marks 50 years of diplomatic relations between Australia and Vietnam. BHP found itself with very, very expensive egg on its face, Claire, after revealing that it had underpaid 28,500 workers to the tune of $430 million. Yeah, so it's accumulated over the last 13 years and it means that BHP has to pay back that money to current and former employees and it all came to light when BHP filed a statement with the stock exchange so it had to let its investors know that workers leave had been incorrectly deducted on public holidays since 2010. Uh, Their Australian boss, Geraldine Slattery, told employees that the company's deeply sorry about it and that it's going to work to fix the issue. And of course, BHP aren't the only company to underpay their workers recently. Woolworths announced last year it had underpaid workers. Coles, the year before, was under scrutiny from the Fair Work Ombudsman. And in 2020, the ABC revealed underpayment of its staff. Given all of those cases, the Albanese government has been considering new fines for businesses that underpay workers. Claire, it's Friday. It's time for some recommendations. What have you got for us? Look, we usually bring you a cooking suggestion and mm-hmm. this weekend I'm diving into some homemade popcorn. I do quite like yes. the stuff in the in the bag that you microwave. It's pretty good. But mm. this is a recipe from Recipe Tin Eats and it's got some flavour variations. I quite like the sweet and salty one. Uh, it really is very delicious and it does, if you do it right, keep for a few days so you don't have to eat it all at once. Um, there's also a show that I'm getting into called Jury Duty. It's on Amazon. Uh, It's a guy who is in what he thinks is a sort of documentary about the legal system in the US, but actually he's the only one who doesn't know what's going on. (laughs) Everyone else are actors and it's what unfolds around it. It is really great. I've heard that is so excellent, Claire. I'm planning to watch that actually. 
and I'll put some links in the show notes. And that wraps us up for today. But Claire, you and Kate are on for Saturday Squiz tomorrow. Saturday Squiz tomorrow, we've got a fair bit of news to get across. Gee, it's been another big week of news. So there's plenty (laughs) to get you across there. Uh, Also some really good recommendations as well. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Friday and we'll be back with you again on Monday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.